the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright! Cartwright! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back to back to back to back because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. And we are here, baby. We are talking the, well, we're talking the finale. Fuck. We are talking the series finale. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are in my office together. Adam finally made it up here to Oregon from Georgia. Uh, If y'all listened to our uh, top five dad episodes, which is kind of like, a breakdown of, uh, of our year of dead dads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that Adam was supposed to come up in August, um, but he, uh, you know, things happened and uh, dads died and he came up uh, just now. So we are recording this face to face. We've had two Ooh. days of hanging out and having fun, having a blast, going to see Wakanda forever. Liquoring up too. <laughs> a lot of liquor, a lot yeah. of liquor. <laughs> so yeah, we are here to uh, talk Seinfeld to get our you know we already had our season wrap up for season nine we've already talked to finale we've already talked to every single episode now we are gonna kind of culminate all that together and also let people know what is the future of our podcast yep yep so yeah so let's I mean let's just start things off with my first question to you is you've seen Seinfeld many many times but this is your first time seeing it breaking it down like this and actually looking at it through a critical eye and everything do you feel this whole podcast this whole idea did it make you appreciate Seinfeld more do you feel like it's hurt Seinfeld for you is it or it's pretty much the same as before no no it it helped me appreciate it much more as so I had to go back and scrub a lot of episodes to kind of find out what my ratings were because I didn't um you know keep them and uh, I, I said, I found myself saying a lot, Adam, I don't love this episode or whatever, but I love talking about it with you. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what, every single episode of Cartwright, I think Sans one where we had a, a like internet problem and we couldn't see each other, that was probably the worst episode we ever <laughs> recorded and it was like season six or seven or something. Other than that, 
Yeah. It's been a fucking hoot, man. Looking at it, like I said, the critical eye has been great. You've opened my eyes to a mm. lot of things that I sort of miss, especially like editing and story structure, mm. stuff like that. Um, we actually, I think we probably get more deep into editing and story structure in Curb than we ever yeah. did in Seinfeld. Well, because it's smart, far more noticeable. Yeah. Honestly, it's far worse. And so, like, yeah. sometimes the editing you don't notice it until it's something bad. Exactly. And you're just like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, something was missing there. Or, or story like threads don't go anywhere yeah. or whatever. So, we're, we're, you know, we're finding out that in Seinfeld, it's a lot better, which is what I discovered. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I mean, I probably had watched Seinfeld three, four times all the way through, um, but this was the best time. I mean, not, you know, I, I what, the way I do my process, I have to stop a lot. Yeah. I have to pause, take my notes. I'll sometimes miss something if I don't pause it, look down mm-hmm. and write it, and then I look back up and you're like, oh, yeah, what about this line? I was like, the fuck? What are you <laughs> talking about? I didn't see it. Um, so that part is a little bit of a, you know, I, I lacked a little bit of enjoyment. But uh, what I really got out of it is there's a lot of nuance inside Seinfeld. Yeah. There's a lot of these pop culture, um, you know, references that I looked up this time. The writing is fantastic, and ultimately, breaking down the show has given me an even deeper love for Seinfeld. Side note, I think looking up weird references that we don't understand was probably my one of my favorite things that, mm. that this podcast forced me to do, because I wouldn't have done that on my own. But yeah. we were talking about it, so it's like, I want to be able to bring something to the table. What is this mm. you know, Bazooka Joe reference or yeah. something like that? I love that shit. That was fucking fun to me. Yes, it was. So... Where do we want to start? Do you want to start? I mean, we kind of already talked a little bit about our numbers for the season. So let's start well, with where well, we're you did because I didn't have my numbers ready for oh, the season that's nine. Right. So okay. let's how about we kick it off with where these seasons ranked? Because sure. then we also have our top five favorite episodes and our bottom five least favorite episodes. Yes. So I think it'd be helpful to get give everyone a sort of an idea of how we ranked the seasons. Okay, well, I'll start off since um, they've kind of already heard this. They could rank them, or they could have done this math on their own if they wanted to or paid attention. Uh, So my ninth favorite season of Seinfeld, not going to call it the worst, because we even noticed, you know, even early on in like season two and three felt like Seinfeld quite Uh a bit. But the season that felt least like Seinfeld was season one. This was before we started doing our rankings, uh, and so I don't have, like, a specific number that I can average out to, but I just know. I mean, it was not very many episodes, and they were mediocre. And I gotta tell you, for the finale, um, I as, at the end of the ep- episode, when they're talking about the button on the shirt, I was like, mm. I know it's a wives' tale, or it's a rumor. Everyone says, like, oh, it's the mm. same conversation that they start with. So I was like, let me just verify. So I went and watched the pilot episode, Holy crap, it's so different. It's so weird and yeah, I'm not uh it's we're going to we're not going to go back and forth, but this does land as my number 9 as yes. well. And mainly because we don't have any ratings for yeah, it. Yeah, and it but it's, it's just It's obvious. only 5 episodes, so it's not really that big of a deal. Shows typically need some time to grow, uh and Seinfeld is one of those. Yep. So, my 8th favorite season of Seinfeld with an average of 2.8 is season 2. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Yep, my seventh favorite, with an average of three, is season three. So it was getting better and better. Uh, And then my next favorite season, my sixth favorite season of Seinfeld is season nine, which uh, did, as we talked about it last episode, had a 3.02. If you took away those last three episodes, 
it would have been my third highest. Wow, season nine, getting spoiler alert, is pretty low on my list. Yeah. So and and that's exactly that's how it went. It's so weird. Okay, keep yeah, yeah. keep going. <laughs> it's uh, so weird. My fifth favorite season. So right in the middle of favorite seasons is season six with okay. a three point one one. My fourth favorite is season four with a 3.14. Mine lands exactly there too. Okay. My third favorite is season eight Mm. with a 3.16. My second favorite is season seven Mm. with a 3.36. And kind of a runaway, my favorite season was season five with a 3.69. So that was my favorite season as well was season five. Um, Least favorite, like I said, was season one. But, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, my eighth favorite season was season nine. So that was pretty low on, on my list. Um, didn't expect that. Uh, number seventh favorite was season eight. So season eight was pretty low as well. Uh, my sixth favorite was season two. So that kind of, uh, I kind of landed a little bit higher, but I wonder if I was being a little bit more, you know, uh, open about things or what, not as critical. Um, for my fifth favorite is right in the middle was season three. Um, and then my fourth was season four, like the same as yours. And then three, two, one, go, uh, season seven, six, then five. Okay. So season five, let's talk about that since Mm -hmm. that is clearly the winner between our seasons right here. Yeah. Uh, there is just some phenomenal, it it was consistent. I remember when I did my notes and I kind of looked through my math for my season five, I think the lowest I gave any episode that season was a two, which I am, I am pretty fucking, um, you know, uh, easy to dole out 1.5s. And that season just didn't have a lot of low marks for me. And that was going to be my note as well. When we were talking about, um, bad episodes, season five does not, for me, does not have a single episode below a two. So pretty much all of my worst, worst episodes are going to be one or 1.5s. So this one, season five didn't even have any considerations for my least favorite episodes. Season five is a strong, strong fucking season and some highlights, just so, you know, if, if everyone's obviously driving right now and, and isn't like, you know, able to look at, you know, you know, their IMDb. But like season five was stuff like the mango, the puffy shirt, the glasses, the sniffing accountant, the brie, sorry, the bris, the lip reader, the non-fat yogurt, the barber, the masseuse, the cigar store Indian, the conversation, the stall, the dinner party, the marine biologist. Yeah. The pie, the stand-in, the wife, the raincoats, and then the, um, that's a two-parter, then the fire, then the Hamptons, then the opposite. Yeah. I'm just looking through my bottom three. When you do go through the, um, the season wrap-up for season five, my bottom three, I had a two in, in my least favorite. I, then I had a 2.5, and then my third least favorite was a three. Like, I had, I had literally only two below a three that entire season. That is obviously by far the most consistent season or you and I were just drunk and high as shit on those episodes and we were just we were maybe hitting our stride whatever it was we were happiest in season five season five exactly um where did season six fall for you uh season six was fairly low for me okay um it wasn't bad i mean it got a 3.11 it's oh five like my dead middle okay uh yeah then what about season seven where did that i thought season seven was my second favorite there we go so that was my third so let's talk about season seven real quick 
Um, the engagement. Ah, there we go. Okay, the maestro. That's a that's a yeah. solid. Soup Nazi is in season seven. So season seven iconic. is an iconic season. Um, but I think you'll probably notice as it gets further away from you know that mid tier area is that. I think they're going to start taking chances with things. And then I did notice during the, the second half of our whole entire series, you and I started to diverge in like our ratings and stuff like that as the show went along. Yeah. Um, but I do think that season seven kind of maintained it. But I wouldn't be surprised if we looked at our numbers and everything. You and I have probably have different highs and lows than season seven, you know? Yeah. You know, weirdly, my season seven doesn't, I didn't give a single five to. And it still ended up being my second highest, which again means consistency. Uh, I gave only one under a two and I had a couple twos, but everything else would just fit in the middle for me, like in high middle range. So that was a strong season. Absolutely. Yeah. I had three fives that mm-hmm. season, but You're I You're just also, doling out the fives, right? But I left. also have one, two... We have like I have two twos and I have three two point five. So something rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. And but those fives offset it. But that's why yeah. that's why season seven is the third for me, where it's the second for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Seinfeld in general, we definitely noticed as you called out that the further it went on, the yeah, the more polarizing our things would get. Because I think the characters got more polarizing. Yeah. Like Kramer. You know, there were times where he was not Kramer. He was so dumb. George got angrier, as we've discussed this stuff before. They were getting more and more caricature-like. And as as we said, Seinfeld ended where it needed to end. If it would have gone another season, we might have been talking about like, you know, the Game of Thrones situation yeah. where they went too far and they fucked up the last season. Yeah, and if you ever, you know, asked me years ago, I'd be like, oh no, Seinfeld last season was great. Everything was great. But boy, oh boy, it kind of just plummets on the second half of that season. Some um, of it is great. Some, yeah, some of it is great. But overall, I think my biggest problem is Kramer becomes dumb and George becomes almost unlikable mm-hmm. in these later seasons and it's it's not ever it's not always it's not consistent but they really lean into his anger at one it just starts happening and i'm like where did this come from like where what was the mandate to have him be so angry at that because he was never that angry before when he when he you know earlier yeah. seasons he was yeah he, I mean, was, he was saucy and everything he was never like an angry dick all the time like like they sort of started making him in, in the end you know yeah he was uh, when, a, when is it going to be my time it was fucking you've had your time you've had, you had a time. million your time he was the sad sack for yeah. most of the show and then kind of once he got consistency and had his jobs and whatnot they didn't know they couldn't make him the sad sack or he wasn't sad sack because they wanted him to have a job so he could do, do things and whatnot so they reverted to cocky george who is dick george who we hate so, I, so let me, and then we didn't really talk about planning this, but off the top of my head, I know that we love K Uger and all that kind of stuff, but I think ultimately I like George when he was at the Yankees. I thought story-wise, I know you don't like Steinbrenner. Yeah, that's, so if, that's you could different. Take, if you could take Steinbrenner away from that equation, I think story-wise they had so much more for George to do when he was at the Yankees. Yeah, I agree with that. He was, you know, enjoying, like, some of my favorite George was when you know he um, stopped masturbating and he <laughs> got, was smart. got smarter. <laughs> he got Danny Tartable's swing better yeah. off. Like no, no, that was fun. He had some of his more interesting adventures, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just sad George in the. I liked him in the Yankees organization. I liked his relationship with Wilhelm yeah. and Morgan before mm-hmm. that. 
Steinbrenner. You know my thoughts on Steinbrenner. hated him. He would have been okay in smaller doses. But it was those episodes where they just rammed him down my fucking throat that I couldn't stand him anymore. And he he died to me. Like the, the Calzone episode, I remember... Ranking that one way lower than you yeah. because there was so much fucking Steinbrenner. And Steinbrenner, like, I never disliked Steinbrenner, but it was apparent that he became very overutilized at some point. It worked a lot better in in syndication where mm. I didn't have to get him every single episode back to back and you would just sort of get him. And yeah. they're like, oh, Steinbrenner, he's fun. But when you watch it all in order, it becomes a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hardly agree. All right, buddy. Do you want to talk about our favorite and least favorite episodes of the series? Let's start with our least favorite yeah, because that be we, fun. you know, because honestly, we had been talking about some of those for quite a bit, and so I think they're going to be a little bit more uh, recognizable Correct. and noticeable to everybody. Yeah. So we're not going to go back and forth. You started last time. How about I start this time? Sure. My bottom five episodes, and I got to say real quick. Season 8 had the most 1.5 for me. Oh, 1.5s wow. for me. So, <laughs> I am face-to-face with Adam, so I'm ready. I'm I'm hoping I don't get punched right now. Number 5. I did this one for you, buddy. <sighs> you, I know you would. <laughs> I know. The Merv Griffin Show. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> and if y'all remember on the episode, uh, or maybe even the wrap-up that season... I do sort of concede that it's probably a me problem because everyone in the world loves mm-hmm. this. I think it was the highest IMDb user rated one. For that season, so, yeah. So I think it was completely a me thing. And it's also weird because I always loved the weird shit. And Adam wanted things to be really grounded. And then we completely yeah. did a one... Both of us did a 180 on that episode. But there are even the other storylines that you couldn't stand... But I loved. Wasn't that the one with George and the birds? Yeah, he's a fucking bird. But you, <laughs> no, the squirrel and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't like. I thought this shit was hilarious. I liked Elaine's storyline, all of that stuff. And you were just like, no, I don't nah, like any of it. Nah, I don't like any of it. Don't like any of it. Uh, one that I'm sure will draw be on yours. Uh, my number four is the Puerto Rican Day Parade, season mm-hmm. nine, episode twenty. Uh, my number third. And so are, is every single one of these a one point five? These are all one point fives except for one. Okay. Um, the tape, season three, episode eight. Uh, number two, my second least favorite is the Van Buren Boys, season eight, episode fourteen. Okay, I think I didn't, I didn't dislike as much as you on that one. And then my number one, which was the lowest, I only gave it a one, and you can guess it, I'm sure, is the Trip Part One, season four, episode one. Okay, so the Trip Part Two didn't make your lowest list. I think it was, I might have been a one point, or maybe mm. I might have given it a two. Actually, yeah, no, I, be, I bet you did. What's, I bet uh, you did. Wow, I gave the trip part two a two. Uh, I think I liked Clint Howard more in that one and, sure, and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, so that's those are my least favorites. Okay. Well, we have only a couple shared ones. Okay. So my fifth least favorite episode is the Secret Code. The Secret Code is season seven, episode seven. So what was going on that episode was the Bosco episode. And it's the same kind of thing with uh, Steinbrenner. I had too much Peterman. I yeah. hated Peterman in this episode. I thought the Bosco thing was stupid. Uh, things were just getting on my nerves, and that that episode just it it was it was a low for me. And I never disliked Peterman. Like even at his yeah. most Petermanness, he never. I never have a problem with them. Sure. You you. So for you, I like, we, want, we want to use these as kind of an op- yeah. opportunity to talk about things. So are. 
do you not like the boss characters? Like, what is no, it about? No. Is it, are they just overly utilized? Yes. Peterman, I like Peterman in doses. Steinbrenner is doable in doses. But when they're bringing in, like, kind of putting a little bit more light on some of them, it just doesn't seem to work for me. I want, you know, I think the main characters, the main characters have more depth to them. And so it's more interesting when you're getting these one note characters, like literally Steinbrenner is a one note character. Peterman is a one note type of character. Then you're getting too much of them. And it's like, there's, there's nothing to work with. And it just starts to, you know, be like an annoyance in me. And the flip side of that is like someone like um, the guy who ran the with the mango ran the fruit uh, store. Oh that we, yeah, we loved him. Yeah, Joe. and he probably would have been a one note character if they kept him on. But you and I both wanted more yeah. of him. You know, we did. so maybe you know, like maybe sometimes just having them be one or two episodes is the best option. You yeah. know, yeah. So all right, that's my fifth favorite. My fourth favorite is the trip part two. Okay, uh, I gave that one a one point five, similar as I did to the secret code. And both of those just, they don't have a Seinfeld feel. They're proper. Um, It's just, it is marginally better than the first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My third least favorite is The Understudy. Okay. Uh, I gave that one a one. And that is Bette Midler's Understudy. Uh, She was terrible. I hated her as a character. I thought she was annoying. She was just childish. And I, I couldn't stand her. I couldn't stand Bette Midler. The fact that Bette yeah. Midler is playing Rochelle Rochelle, uh, a sexy Russian girl from Milanda Minsk, nah, ain't happening, bruh. Never. It just wasn't <laughs> wasn't funny. And so that just that episode hit me in all the wrong ways. My second least favorite is The Trip Part 1. I gave that one a 1 also. And we've talked about this one ad nauseum. That just, there were so many weird things that they were doing. Kramer and his career in LA just did not fit. It did not work as a storyline. I'm glad they nixed it very quickly and almost forgot about it in the finale because uh you know kramer's like you can't go to la you'll never leave and you were like but you went to la and left you know it's almost they wanted to like forget about the whole damn thing yeah it could have just said some one thing about well you did Oh, okay. It's, uh, whatever, something. And why didn't they call in like one of the cops or something uh, um, in the finale to as a mm. character witness for Kramer? You know, that would for... have been good. That would have made much more sense. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe because he got off, but I don't actually, know. actually, it brings up a point. They didn't. There was no character witnesses for Kramer specifically. They had them no. for like you know, individual, like Jerry's girlfriend, you know, people. Yeah. But there was no one that was there specifically against Kramer. And you know what? I mean, the trip part one and two, we hate it. But it is canon, and they should have brought somebody in from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have made sense. All right, what's your number one, dude? My number one is the second to last episode of Seinfeld, and we just talked about how the bottom of the barrel is near the end of the end of Seinfeld, and it's the Puerto Rican Day Parade. It is just, it's atrocious. I gave it a 0.5. I didn't feel like Seinfeld. It just was not funny. And it was racist. The story sucked. It was racist. <laughs> They don't know the differences between Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. And they forced this villain in the Maroon Gulf and it just, it didn't land. It did not land. I didn't find it funny. Yeah. And and it's one of overall people's least favorites, I think. I think, um, you know, pretty much, not quite unanimously, but Puerto Rican Day is known as being one of the worst. And it had Bob and Cedric, too, my fucking least. I hate them. I hate them. them. (laughs) And of course, we didn't take into account uh, the clip show or the two clip shows that they had and everything. Um, Okay, so I I thought we would have a little bit more of of an overlap, but um, all right. 
You want to do uh you, for the for our top five episodes? Yeah. Let's do a back and forth. You know what I mean? Sure. Just to have some higher more, on my list, that kind of thing. Yeah, or just you no, know, no, but just no. like talk about it. Okay. It's fine. Um, I'll start off with my number five. Well, how many? How many? Because with our bottoms, you know, we only we have to go with like our lowest scores. How many fives five, in general? Because that's these are the ones that we didn't go higher. You know, we didn't give bonus points. Yep. So how many total fives are so you picking from? I have them all right here, and I have 16 total <laughs> fives over the course of Seinfeld. I will just rattle them off to you super quickly. Um, the Chinese restaurant, the airport, the implant, the mango, the fire, the chaperone, the race, the label maker, the facility Jerry, the soup Nazi, the ride, the caddy, the bizarro Jerry, the little kicks, the serenity now, and the slicer. Those are all fives for me. So then I have to pick mine based on like sort of my gut and like mm-hmm. how I sort of remember them and everything. So my number five is, and you'll probably know why season seven, episode 12, the caddy Sue Ellen Mishki oh. took it to pole position, baby. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I remember even when we discussed that episode and I, I'm probably, I think I was like a, three or a 3.5 and you're just like no sir no sir buddy that's not even for for one shot is the only reason you put that one at well so i mean i still enjoyed the episode flopping and around my god it's yeah. one of the greatest moments of tv history for me <laughs> what is your number well i mean it's just is uh, is the caddy on yours at all no okay no uh i will say though um so I, I, anybody listen, they know I'm more critical than you. I just, I believe in like the bell curve kind of mentality where the vast majority of episodes are going to be between that two to like Mm -hmm. four. Like that is the meat of Seinfeld right there. And so I'm a lot more sparing with my 4.5s and my fives than you are. I had eight fives. That's it. I had twice as many as you. Holy moly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What is your, well then? What's your number five of the fives? Uh, my fifth favorite. I am considering the Fusilli Jerry. Ah, yeah. I would. I that one. If I had to, it would probably be number six. Okay. And the big thing is, like, what I loved about the Fusilli Jerry is after that, you and I started looking for mm-hmm. the Fusilli Jerry, ever, and so now that activity that you and I did in each episode, you were like, "Oh, do you see the Fusilli Jerry over here?" Yeah. That made me like the Fusilli Jerry more in sort of retrospect. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It's just a very fun episode. There's a lot of things going on. One in a million chance, Doc. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. <laughs> All right. Which, which the when you think about the idea of it actually going through his pants into his asshole, it's no way. No, no it's, way. It's, but fuck it, it's, it's funny. It's all one in a million chance. Um, my number four, it's gonna be on your list, so we can either talk about it now or talk about it when you get it. Uh, season seven, episode eleven, the soup Nazi. Uh, not on my list. Okay. I did. That, I mean, that didn't get a five for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I well, I love that one. <laughs> it was, I think it was a four point five. Okay, it was close remember. for yeah. you. Okay. All right. So yeah, the soup Nazi. I mean, you know, he's he's iconic. If anything, you know what? Which, probably because of Cedric and Bob. That's probably exactly <laughs> yeah, why he didn't do it. That was what brought it down. Uh, would you say the soup Nazi is the most? Uh, I want to say iconic side characters, but I want to say there's Newman. But does but does yeah. people outside of the court like people that love Seinfeld, who I think I think Soup Nazi is going to be more recognized and known. If you're talking like international, you know, you go around and go, "Hello, Jerry." No one's gonna, not many people are going to know that. But if you go, "No, no soup, soup for, you. for you," immediate, yeah. they go, 
Oh, Seinfeld. Soup Nazi. Seinfeld. Yeah. And then that's that is an immediate connection. That phrase and that character went gangbusters. And not gonna lie to you, dude, one of I think one of the best jokes that Seinfeld has ever written was in the piece of shit finale yeah. when when fucking he talks about having to get run he basically gets run out of uh, New York and mm-hmm. he has to the super Nazi has to go to Argentina yeah. and they just no one laughed it's it slipped right by mm-hmm. but you and I were like no no that was genius yes, yes absolutely so uh, all right well what's your number 4 then all right my number 4 I don't know if it'll be on your list or not um it's the fire it's not, but that is a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you get John Favreau, yep. you get uh, George plowing through everybody uh, for screaming fire. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, it's an awesome episode. <laughs> you also get a clear, clearly a stunt lady dressed up as an old lady. Yes, <laughs> getting shoved by George. Yeah, <laughs> shoved. Very good. That's a good one. All right, my uh, number three is season seven, episode eleven. Oh, something about elevens. Holy moly! By the way, three of mine are episode elevens. By the way. Oh wow. Um, we're talking the rye, not to be, not to be confused with the marble rye. We should, the episode should have been called the marble rye. Yes. But fucking choke, like, <laughs> give me your old, old bag. Yeah, yeah. I just fucking love that fucking episode. It dude. is a really good episode. I gave that one a 4.5, okay. I believe as well. Okay. Um, Rusty. Oh. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, that is a great scene. Ridiculous. Kramer being stupid and feeding Beefarino though. But I, that feels more Kramer. That's that's the kind of dumb Kramer we want. We want mm-hmm. him to not always be dumb, but yeah. also not always come up with million dollar ideas. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, I've always thought that the coffee table book about coffee tables with the yeah. coffee table legs was a fucking genius idea. Well, ultimately, when you think about it, that did get him a shit ton of money because he retired yep. and moved because he sold the, to movie rights. Mm-hmm. Retired, <laughs> went to Florida, and then he came back. But like, he didn't. Blow. I don't remember hearing if he blew the rest of it, so that did get him a bunch of money. It did, and I liked how that kind of stayed over. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. kept going on. Yeah. So, all yeah. right, that was my number three. Oh, number three. My number three is uh, a later episode from season nine. We both loved it. The Serenity Now. Well, that's uh, lower on my list, but we can talk uh, okay. about it now. All right, sure. I mean, or higher, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd Braun. Sir, I mean, yeah, the Serenity Now stuff. You get Jerry trying to act all angry, but he, he, it doesn't really work. You got Hoochie Mama. Hoochie Mama. Yeah. I mean, and then some of my favorite stuff is the tag at the end. I think it's one of my favorite tags because. It turned out Lloyd Braun was crazy the entire time. <laughs> That's what you it. want from a tag. You want there. You want an added layer of a joke or something. You want that in the tag. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great tag. Uh, spoiler alert! It's my number one. It's, okay. It's what I would consider if I was ever if no one's if if I meet somebody that's never seen Seinfeld, I would show them this episode as I think the best example. Of what Seinfeld has to offer, okay. I think is the Serenity Now. Okay. Um, so that was your number three. So my number two is our namesake, the Chinese restaurant. And so yeah. here's here's what I was just saying. So that was season two, episode eleven. So in my top five, season seven, episode eleven, season huh. se- uh, the Ryan. That's different. Okay. So in my top five, there are three episode elevens from different seasons. I think that's pretty wild. But yeah. Chinese food restaurant, man, it's, it's, I feel like it's a gimmick that's done right. Like when Mm -hmm. you have a, when you, sitcoms always, and sometime in their life, they have a gimmick episode. And I think this is an example of a gimmick done right. And it's also an example, I think it works because 
famously, this is the situation that Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld were in in mm-hmm. real life when they were like, this is what the show is going to be about when they were waiting 30 minutes for a, you know, at a seat. Yeah. So I think it's almost maybe the truest episode of Seinfeld that there is. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And, you know, if if we went back and redid our numbering, it might be a five for me. I remember it was so early in season and two. And you were against giving I, things five. I am I am a tough yeah. scorer. And it just, I didn't feel right giving a five yet because I was like, well, what if there's something better? And so I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. Um, But, you know, should I have? Probably. Because I love it. You're right. It is. The gimmick works. It doesn't always work. Because I, I remember, I think, I think the parking garage, same-ish it, kind it, of gimmick. A gimmick. It, that one wasn't as good of an right. episode. There was uh, even kind of like the train one, which we did like. Uh, they kind of all went on the train, yeah. the other stuff. Um, still good, but not as good. Uh, another gimmick one that worked is the backwards episode, the yeah. betrayal. And you and I both like that. And yeah. people, that's another one that's kind of hit or miss for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I actually both very much enjoyed that. I thought the backward, the betrayal was very well constructed and made. And we talked, and I even on that episode, yeah. I watched it in the proper order, and it still fucking worked. But yeah, but but I feel like the Chinese episode also is pretty polarizing. There are some yeah. people who really don't like it. Well, Kramer's not in it. Oh yeah. So so in in that and you know when the Wait, is Kramer, Kramer's not in that. He's at not all? in that one. And wow. then when they go to George and Kramer are not in the episode where the Stella. Well, I know the pen. Yeah, I knew yeah, the they pen. were in the pen, but I forgot that Kramer wasn't Kramer's in the Chinese in episode. Chinese. So and that's and I still think I, I still think one of the not a problem, but they I think they pigeonholed themselves later on when they had contractually, we yeah. all know it was contractually, every character, all four of the main characters had to be in every episode and they all had to have their own storylines. Uh, yeah, and too I, much too much going on. And I think that was it, it held it back from greatness sometimes. Well, no, Seinfeld is great. It <laughs> nothing holds it back from greatness. Yes. But I think they could have had more options. Yeah. If they had people, you know, not having Kramer in every single episode. I agree. I agree. Although like, I'm glad they didn't make them a shut-in like they did. Yeah, sto- storyline-wise, yeah. it does kind of handcuff them. Or at least it makes stuff run so fast. We remember talking those last couple seasons, this show is getting faster and mm-hmm. faster. Oh, so we can't have the jokes anymore. We can't have the stand-up because we got to squeeze in more story. And the editing seemed faster and all this stuff to where it was just like, comedy needs to breathe. Yeah, just I mean, a little gra- bit. But granted, there are still episodes that are phenomenal. Of course so. Uh, so what was your number two? Did you? Or... I have not. Okay. So I want to say my number two and my number one are like a one A one B. Okay, I think they're absolutely fucking great. Um, and my number two, the Bizarro Jerry. Oh, mama, that's a good one, buddy. That's, yeah, that's a really good one. It's just hilarious. Elaine being pulled into like this other group. We're getting the Bizarro Jerry and his group. I love how they are just the complete opposites. I think it works perfectly because we know jerry and that group so well it's fun to see how wonderful they are and, and making all those ties and him having a little bizarro statue and, well, and, and also too like think about it every everyone knows superman yeah not a lot of people even that know superman or even are gonna know bizarro mm-hmm. but they leaned into this like sort of niche thing yeah and they did it well, dude. It worked so well. And the fact that they got people that looked the opposite and everything, it was just, it was such a well done episode. I, yep. I love that one too. Yes, absolutely. I, I think I, I probably gave it a 4.5 or something. Yeah, I'm you sure. Know? I'm sure yeah. it was up there. So, all right. Well, you already said your number I'm one. My number one was Serenity Now. So okay. what is your number one then? My number one was the first episode I gave a five to because I was hesitant to give fives. And then when this one came up, 
I couldn't not give it a five. It's the contest. I do think, you know, I'm a basic bitch with Seinfeld. People hate Puerto Rican Day. I hate Puerto Rican Day. People love the contest. I love the contest. But guess what? There's a reason that sometimes the masses are correct. And I think the contest, like I said, I think it's right there with Bizarro Jerry, but it's just a great episode. Yeah, I must. I probably gave it a four point five. It's not. Uh, it wasn't on my top That's five. That's a shock because you gave everything in its grandmother a fucking five. <laughs> I know. You right? get a five. A little Oprah you over get a here. Five. You get a five. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, man. I mean, I like like I don't know. I don't want this to be over. That's the problem because like it's 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 the series. We're done with Seinfeld, yeah. and now we can start watching it for fun. I guess my question to you is: Will you now incorporate it into your funsies rotation? Yes, um, it absolutely will go back into mine and Keisha's funsy background rotation. It had, we took it away so that, I mean, every now and then you should still pop it on or I'd pop it on. It's fine. But I tried to keep it fresh just for this podcast. And now that we're kind of done with that aspect, I want it back in my life, you know, yeah. back to just watch it and not dissect it. But I, though I did very much enjoy the dissection, now I got to go back and relive it again. Yeah, I didn't, I never watched it for fun when we were doing the show because I kind of just wanted to save my experience for then. But now I think I'm going to start putting it at least for my background stuff. Hopefully, maybe Myra can check out a couple episodes here and there, see if she likes it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sort of convince her to do a full mm-hmm. run through. Um, I might ch- maybe cherry pick some episodes to show her, sure. but we'll see. I personally will uh, have it back in rotation. Now, I'll say this. I'll probably just watch it on, on Netflix and, I, and I'm going to now retire this DVD box set that's been yes. sitting out for like three years now. And I don't even know where to, I don't even know where in my collection to even put it because it's been sitting out for so long. But, uh, Real quick, a uh, 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 shout out to the whoever wrote those episode descriptions in the DVD box yeah. set. They were a fucking godsend. <laughs> well, you, you compare them to Curb and you're just like, what the yeah. fuck? On IMDb, yeah, yeah, fucking terrible. So I think that's a good segue to us discuss what is next for the podcast. Um, and actually, before I talk about that, I want to give a shout out to my wife. Mm. She's almost been like a third character yeah. for, you know, not quite a third host. She did host an episode. She did. When you had COVID. When I had, you had COVID. COVID during. <laughs> yeah. So real quick. I mean, this is morbid, but during the course of the show, both of our fathers passed away <laughs> and both of us had gotten COVID at some point during yeah. the show. It, it hit me real hard. I it could did. not talk. Well, I was bedridden. I couldn't walk more than like 10, 15 feet without collapsing and coughing. And at the time, we weren't so ahead. It was because of yeah. the COVID thing that Adam and I started really getting ahead on, on on Cartwright to the point where it got a little bit weird where like we are like eight episodes, nine episodes ahead at this That's point. That's right. But... So talking about getting ahead, uh, Keisha. <laughs> oh, good. She's going to kill me for that one. You're dead. You're a dead man. <laughs> but she pretty much watched almost every episode with me along this journey. She loved watching it. She loved kind of making some own comments on mm-hmm. her own. Sometimes I took them and even added them to the show uh, without so, credit. <laughs> you without crediting her, so I just wanted to give uh, some appreciation for watching that with her. I I appreciate it too yeah. because she would always message us too and talk about the episodes and everything. So I also like that she included me on the discussion and everything, and I appreciate. Her listening to every episode, that's a, it's quite the feat. Yeah. Oh, quite I mean, the feat of strength. She is a fan, exactly. <laughs> she's ready for Festivus. Who is it? <laughs> so, all right, what is happening with Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast? All right, you guys know that we have Cartwright Presents Curb Your Enthusiasm. And if you're not checking that out, I'm going to highly recommend 
go to patreon.com at the $5 a month. Uh, you guys can get Cartwright. Uh, all of get Cartwright. All of Cartwright, the old stuff, if you want to re-listen. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, which we're in season five right now as of this recording. Yeah. But uh, one thing that we are going to be changing. So we've been always doing Seinfeld as our weekly show, and Curb was twice a month. We are now, because we're pretty much done with Seinfeld, but not exactly, uh, we are going to flip-flop that. Curb will be coming out weekly on our Patreon feed. Yep. If you guys didn't feel that you were getting enough value at the $5 level to want to get it, now you're going to get it. That is going to be our weekly show until we finish Curb, but we are continuing Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, in some special episodes that we're going to put out twice a month. On our free feed. Yeah, I'll be on the yeah, that'll be on the free feed. So after we record this, we're, we have two more episodes that we're gonna record face to face because this is fun because we never get to fucking do it. And we're uh, gonna have an episode completely dedicated to Jerry's girlfriends, our top five favorite Jerry's girlfriends, and an episode dedicated to top five Elaine's boyfriends. Yes. Um. After that, we have ideas that we're gonna try to flesh out. Yeah, we've got some other ideas. I'm going to throw out some stuff. And if you guys have any ideas of what you think you'd like to cover for, for these special, uh, you know, once a, twice a month episodes, let us know. But yeah, throw some topics out at Corey us. Corey threw out, someone wrote a 9-11 script as, what if Seinfeld happened during 9-11? And you can find the script online. So we're going to basically find it, read, read it. it. Now, we won't read it like as as a script, you know. Yeah, but we'll break it. We won't read it on air. But we'll break it down as if it were an episode. Yes. Uh, and then their Curb Your Enthusiasm basically did an episode of Seinfeld throughout uh, some episodes, and you can find it on YouTube of it all kind of stitched together. And then we're going to review that review as that a proper one. one. And we're going to do these top five kind of different things. There's top five. We're going to do, I already said, Jerry and Lane's significant others. We're going to do top five George significant others, yeah. top five Kramer, then also top five side characters. Um, we're going to do probably like a top five quotes from the show. What, you know, what are the ones that we use the most? Um what are some of the other side projects? Top five side projects from the main characters. Yeah. Things yeah. like this, uh, you know, or not side projects, other or, projects. Yeah. So like, for example, like um, if we were going to talk about Julia Louis-Dreyfus, we'd talk about like Veep, stuff yeah. like that, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, Seinfeld trivia. We'll probably mm-hmm. like do, hey, let's just throw in some trivia, see if we can, who can get the most, who knows their Seinfeld better. Things like that is what we'll probably jump in. If you guys have any other ideas, like I said, uh, throw it out, you know, on our uh, on our Facebook. Yeah, and we'll just kind of keep keep them uh, the bonus episodes going as long as as we can. Um, but Curb will keep going till the end. And I think I just saw uh, today they're just starting to film season twelve. Uh, okay. Just started, so yeah. we got a ways to go with Curb, but it will go fast uh, weekly. Yeah. You know. So I do want to end with a little game here. For you, mm-hmm. unless there's anything else you want to, any no. other main topics to discuss? I, other than the fact that I just, I don't want this to end, but yeah. you know. Well, I'm, we're not, baby. We're keeping I it know. going. I know. All right. So, uh, I looked up some other kind of notable sitcoms and shows, and I want, they, we're doing like an over-under, basically, and I want you to tell me which show had more episodes, like which show lasted longer, Okay. basically, all right? So, Seinfeld, just as a comparison... Um, according to Wikipedia, I'm just going off of Wikipedia's number, was 180 episodes. Okay. We didn't count that as a number because they count it as the syndication number. Yeah. So they would split up the boyfriend or the raincoats into episode one and two. Right. We use them as one because they were aired as one episode. Right. So let's start things off. Which has more episodes or does it, yes or no, have more episodes than Seinfeld? Cheers. Yes. Yes. 275. Yeah. Yep. Friends. They went to season 10. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. 236. Mm-hmm. 
And that last season was trash. Scrubs. No. Yes. Okay. 182 oh, by did two they, episodes. Did they do that on purpose? No, I don't think they did. <laughs> All right. The Adams Family. Oh, oh, the original? The old school one? Yeah. I'm going to say no as a trick. I mean, no, because I think you threw that in there as a... No, it only had 64 episodes. It didn't have nearly as yeah. many. Yeah, I think, yep. cause I think people just remember it really fondly, you know? Yep. yep. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ooh. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say it's just, just under, like like just barely under. 148. Yeah. Pretty close on that one. What did they get? That go, was that a season less or something? Like, was uh, that like Oh, at least it's probably, probably might have been even two seasons less. Okay. Um, Saved by the Bell. Oh, are you counting like the 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 summer one and all? Like, well, what, the summer the summer one was, was in all... canon was part of it. Okay, yeah. okay. Then... I'm not counting the new class. Okay, I'm not counting Save college by the years. Bell proper. Save by the bell proper. 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 I'm gonna say no. No, not even close. Okay, eighty six. All right, King of the Hill. Yes, King of the Hill. Yes, five two hundred and fifty nine. That went on for a long time. Yep, Futurama. Damn, that was weird because it kept getting re reissued. And I've heard it's actually going to come back again. I, I, I know, I heard that too. And I love Futurama, but I truly don't know how many seasons it is. I'm going to say no. No, 140. Yeah, close. All right. Uh, All in the Family. Yes. Yeah, 205. Yeah, that was a massive show back in the day. Happy Days. Happy Days? Um, Shit. I know Happy Days was huge and a million things fucking spun off of it. But I don't know if it's one of those shows that actually lasted for a long time or if people just remember it fondly. I am going to say no for Happy Days. 255. All right, so it's the Significantly opposite. Significantly really, Yeah, it went really long. How about Mork and Mindy? No. No, 95. Yeah, I think that was only three seasons or something. Yeah. Parks and Rec. I love that show. Fuck. No. 126. So it did not. 30 Rock. Love that show, too. Also going to say no. 139, so yeah. no, it did not. House. Not really a sitcom, but House. Yeah, yes. 177, <laughs> so it was just under. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Family Matters. Uh, Yes, I'm going to say yes. 215. Yeah, that went on for a long time. The Office. Which is funny. You know, Family Matters uh, was a spinoff of uh, Perfect Strangers. Yes, so yes it weird. was. Exactly, because uh, Harriet was, was the elevator, the elevator operator. operator. Yep. yep. Um, the Office, the U.S. version. I'm going to say uh, Office beat it. Like They went more. 201. Yeah. So it did beat it. Gilmore Girls. Mm, I'm going to say no. 153. So yep. no, it did not. Full House. I'm going to say yes. It did. 192. You're doing yeah. very well. The West Wing. Actually, I don't really know that show that well. I, um, I'm going to say no. I know it was on for a while, though, but still, I'm going to say no. No. 156. Still, that was on for a bit, yeah. though. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We just, yeah. Uh, that made it to season nine, didn't it? Or is that season eight? Shit. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to say no on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 143. Oof. It did not. Uh, Superstore. No. No, 113, so yeah. even less. Lo- love that show, though. Yep. How I Met Your Mother. Never seen it, but I'm going to say yes, because it it's gone forever. 208. Yeah. So yes, it did. Bob's Burgers. I'm going to say yes, because that's going strong, too. 244. And it's, and it's Bob. still going. Still going. Archer. Yes. Hold on, they have 13 episode seasons, so I'm gonna say no. No, 134. But yeah, they've had a they have like 15 seasons. It's yeah. insane, but yeah. Blackish. Um This is currently Yeah, in, more current. Is it still around though? I'm gonna say no for Blackish. 
175, so wow. just barely. But I think they are going to have more, so it will pass. Okay. Uh, Melrose Place, because Jerry loved it. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to say, that was on for a long time. I'm going to say yes. Yes, 226. <laughs> and then the last one I will do is Golden Girls. Golden Girls beats Seinfeld. Golden Girls has 180. It was a trick. Same amount of episodes. <laughs> and also, I Love Lucy and Desperate Housewives all have, uh, all have 180. One. Interesting. So I just thought that was funny. That's great. That's so. awesome. Well, Seinfeld is up there in the annals of history. <sighs> annals. There you go. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Well, buddy, this is uh, not our uh, not going to be our last sign-off, but uh, it's definitely in the end of an era in one regard, the beginning of another, but I'm looking forward to ramping up Curb with you. Um, I've been enjoying it. I will say, and it's not like a plug or anything, but I will say, like, I feel like I'm getting an overall experience watching Curb and Seinfeld at mm-hmm. the same time. We've picked up on a lot of jokes. Some of them were even reused, <laughs> which was yeah. weird and stuff. So... It's a weird tapestry, but I feel like if you want the full picture, you wa- you got to watch Curb as well. I so agree. we're digging through that, and I'm having a blast. Yep, and even when we get in, we're getting more episodes that are not as good in Curb, but of course, it's not as good of a show as Seinfeld. Yeah. Few I are. Ever, I don't think it'll ever be as good as a show as but Seinfeld. But breaking it down with you makes it fun every yeah. time, no matter what. Agreed. So. Agreed. All right, everybody. This is our last of our weekly episodes, but... You'll catch us next time with the top five Jerry's Girlfriends.